generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings.
that we are taught so much about the divinity of God. We forget about the humanity of Jesus. When I was young, I believed that when Jesus was being flogged, he didn't feel the pain. I really believe, so I say it's God nowadays. She all this on his film trick blood. But he literally felt the pain and he literally cried. And I'm going to read, I'm, I'm going to read some scriptures to us. But I want to encourage us that even while we are going through, we need to remember that the devil does not have ownership power. He only has possessive power. He does not have ownership power. And I'll try to explain that. He only has possessive power. God is the one permitting him now. And I know you, we know the difference between ownership and possession. So for example, you've borrowed my car. You are in possession of it. You can drive it. But when I call you, I say, stop the car there. Leave it there. You, you can't drag with me. It's my car. The papers are in my name. I bought it with my money. I have receipts. It's not your car. If you begin to take it away, then you are a thief. I will call police for you, arrest you, and you'll be in jail. And I will not feel bad because you stole my car. So when the devil comes at you, don't give him grads. Don't give him rep. Don't give him might. Because the part is he's on borrowed time and he knows it. So I pray that you know it too. God is the one, the Bible says, all power belongs to him. So when the devil comes with pseudo power, remind him that all power belongs to God. Father, as we go deeper into this service, Father, speak through me. Speak through me, Jesus. Bring healing to your children. Bring understanding to your children. Bring enlightenment to your children. Set every captive heart free today in the name of Jesus. Bring peace. Bring solace. Bring understanding. In Jesus' mighty name I've prayed. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name I've prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to read a scripture. Um, let's start from 1 Peter 4, 11 to 9. 11 to 19. I'll skip some verses. But 1 Peter 4, 11 to 19. My preferred version is Amplified Classic, but if you do not have it, it's fine. It's fine. Being, feeling emotions or feeling bad or going through hard times or feeling anxious is not, not synonymous with Jesus Christ. Going through pain, feeling bad, crying, thank you very much. It's not, not synonymous with Jesus Christ. And like Pastor Dami was saying, we're used to it as well. All things work together for my good. And the scriptures are good. We move. That's the most popular one. We locomote. Let's go. We do this. I'm tired, but we move. I'm stressed, but we move. And you've moved into, not you, depression. Moved into not coming to church for weeks because you are tired moved into the wrong relationship because you're looking for succor for your heart moved into listening to messages that are borderline heresy because you are looking for more word because you just think you need more word more word but what you actually need might be more sleep what you actually need might be to change your diet because you have stuffed yourself with so much food that your heart is now fat do you get so we move we move is not a sign of spiritual strength it might actually be a sign of spiritual ignorance. Because even Jesus himself, at some point, he said, let us retreat. Let us go into the garden. Before these people kill me with counseling. Before these people kill me with we want bread and fish. And we'll come to that, the pressure of fame. So please note that being emotional or feeling pain or feeling down. Some people are too ashamed to say, Pastor, I want to see you. 
Some people are too ashamed to say I need counseling. Some people are too ashamed to talk to people because ah, ah, what would they think me, Rosie Keys? As in coming, <laughs> How, what would they think me, reviewist? Me towing with the ginger and fire, eh? Me P Dams P A. What would they think? Uh, don't kill yourself. Seek counsel. Let's read the scripture. Um. <clears throat> All right. I'm going to read from my Bible, and I believe the same thing will be on the screen. All right. First Peter four eleven to fourteen. Hallelujah. Are we together? Are we together? All right. Beloved. Beloved. Do not be amazed and bewildered at the fiery ordeal which is taking place to test your quality. To test your quality. When you're going through stuff, it's not God doing it to you. Let's just settle that one now. God is not doing it because some of us have this notion that when we are going through something, God is punishing you for something. It's because of what I did last summer. It's because of what I did last night that this is happening. Yes, there are consequences of sin, but God is not the one doing it to you. He has allowed it, but just know that because you are still his child, he's going to cause all things to work together for your good. And that pain you are going through is to bring out the quality of faith in you, the quality of strength in you, the quality of character in you, the quality of Christ-likeness in you. And I'm going to talk more about that in the second service. So it says, do not be bewildered. Don't be amazed. It's not something strange that you are going through something. It's not something strange. Forget why me, God? Only me. Is it only me? Why me? No. It's not you. It's not only you. Don't be bewildered. Don't be amazed. As though something strange, something unusual, an alien has happened to you and your position. But insofar as you are sharing Christ's sufferings, rejoice so that when his glory, full of radiance and splendor, is revealed, you may also rejoice with triumph if you are censured. Now, this word censured, I had to look it up in the dictionary. If you are censured, it means if you are roasted, if you are torn into, if you are crucified, if you are hammered, if you are bashed, if you are given hell, if you are plumbered, if you are caned, amongst other things. And suffer abuse in the name of Jesus Christ. You are fortunate. You are blessed. Regardless of what is going on on the outside. Why? Because the spirit and the glory of God is resting upon you. So whether you are going through pain. You are flogged. You are going through hell on the job. Whatever it is. You are backed into a wall. You feel like you are seeing hell. Nobody understands how you feel. The Bible says that it is not strange. And that you should rejoice because the spirit and the glory of God is resting upon you. Helping you each step of the way. Holding your hand each step of the way. If you would just listen and if you would just wait, you would realize that the devil is trying to bring you down. But, the, 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 but God is telling you, you can do it. You are strengthened. Call Kenny now. He has a word for you. Go to church now. There's a word for you. You can do all things because Christ has strengthened you. I love you. I will never leave you or forsake you. I'm with you till the end of time. Men may say that there is a casting down, but you will say that there is a lifting up. I have set my face like a flint. I will not be moved. The Lord surrounds me. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leads me by still waters. Even though I walk with the valley of the shadow of death, the Lord is my salvation. He's my light. What can men do to me? I will not be 
be afraid of him uh, that cannot destroy my body or only afraid of him who can destroy both body and soul uh, the Lord is my life and he's my salvation uh, what can man do to me so when you are going through stuff don't think it's God because God is there giving you all this ginger all the way if you will just listen if you will just wait if you will just hold on if you will not give in God cares about your soul. What will, he, what will he profit God if you perish? What will he profit God if you perish? What soul will you use to minister the gospel if you perish? Hallelujah. Let's go on in the scripture. 16 to 17. But if one is ill-treated and suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but give glory to God that he is deemed worthy to suffer in his name. For the time has arrived for judgment to begin with the household of God. 19. Therefore, those who are, who are ill-treated and suffer in accordance with God's will must do right and commit their souls to the one who created them and he will never fail them. Hallelujah. God will never fail you. God will never fail you. He doesn't have the capacity to fail. He doesn't know how to do it even if he tried. He doesn't know how to do it even if he read for it. You know there are some of us like Matt. No matter how much I read, I will get there and still not know what is going on. Nobody is brilliant enough to teach God how to fail. It's just not possible. There is no curriculum invented before or a new age curriculum that is coming that will teach him. There is no machinery that will put in his brain. You know now we have um, things in our arms that can you know, tell us your ATM number, tell us your social security number. There is no chip that can be inserted in God that will automatically teach him how to fail. So God will never fail you. So he says, count it all joy, rejoice. And I'm going to come to that in the second story because it sounds very crazy to say rejoice when I'm going through pain. I'm going to just say for Christ, before when I used to read scriptures like that, I say for the apostles, I can understand when they say rejoice because they were persecuted for Christ's sake. I, can, I understand that because they were literally walking with Jesus and then persecution will come. So they can say, okay, because I was with Jesus. But when you're on the job and you refuse to take bribe, when everybody else is taking it and they call you swag bell, they will sack you on top safe. You are persecuted for Jesus' sake. When the boyfriend of two years who has promised marriage, in fact, he has already written an introductory letter. But he now says, in my family, we used to get pregnant before we get married so that we will know, we test the commodity before we marry. And you say, no, I'm not doing. Meanwhile, you have started sharing Ashwebi. You have told your friends. Your friends have said, you guys look cute together. Your friends have said, we are going to rock it. They're giving you hashtag. LT something something 2022. You know those hashtags that used to go around. Then you now say, I cannot. As if you have begin to reason it within yourself, Lord. I want to be already married somehow. Lord, this is already the man. We have already done introduction. God, is this not already marriage? If I leave it now, where will I start from? How will I find a man as good as this? But you say, for Christ's sake. I'm going to step back. That is persecution for Christ's sake. When everybody is, 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 is feeling cool and high on drugs and babes, and they're coming to kiss and tell, I don't do this, babe. I don't sniff this one. And you, you are there. I'm still a virgin at 35. Ah, hello. Are you really a man? Are you really a man? But you're saying for Christ's sake. I will not even hang around this kind of people anymore. They've been my friends since we were five. So you know some people, they're like, we've been G's. We grew up together. 
And so you now feel you must bind yourself like a yoke to that person. The anointing breaks every yoke. Please involve the anointing in that friendship and break the yoke and keep your virginity to your 40 if you have to, for God to do it. You are persecuted for Christ's sake. But the Bible says, count it all joy because God's spirit and his glory is upon you and he will not fail. There's one more scripture I wanted to read, but I'll read it in second service. I will leave it till the second service. Because somebody is testifying does not mean that they are not going through something. I really want to emphasize on that. Because I'm testifying, I'm wearing nice clothes, I just bought a car, I just got a phone, I just got a job, does not mean it's still not choking me somewhere else. So don't be envious, encourage somebody. We're doing good now, but B can testify. There was a time we were living in a house that our foyer that's supposed to fill with plants and, you know, nice things, maybe a swimming pool, and we are still getting to that part in Jesus' name, amen, was filled with goats and dogs and foul poo-poo and generator sound and our roof was leaking and B would be the one to use packer and rag to clean for us. No, yeah, no, they were not our goats. <laughs> of course, they are not our goats. But well, you know, neighbors, landlord, landlord, and you know, you can't run and fight her and say, oh yeah, I removed the goat from this place. She's the landlord. But now the story is different. The story is very, very, very different. So you must understand that because somebody's testifying doesn't mean that. There was a time I was used to downfall. I knew downfall routes. I knew how much it was from Abaniko Road to Yaba. I knew what bus you could enter from here to Ikorodu, but now I don't. And it's not a matter of pride. It's just a matter of I've known how to abase and abound. I've known how to enjoy the joy and enjoy the scorn. The Bible says that for the scorn, for the, for the, what does it For the, something that was said before him. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the scorn, the shame. So Jesus was someone who knew how to live with the shame and the joy. With the shame and with the joy. It's temporal. That shame is temporal. Embrace your joy. Carry it with your chest. Carry it everywhere you go. Insist on the joy. Everywhere you go, insist on it. So while I was entering my bus, the bus, see, see Okada born on my fine leg, entering the Okada, I knew that the cars were coming. While the roof was leaking, I knew there would come a time when I would not know what that was about. So please, you must always remember that. Hallelujah. You're not alone. I want to read about some people. You're not alone. Somebody say, you're not alone. Tell your neighbor, you're not alone. Whether you are Naomi. We know Naomi in the Bible. Comfort one minute, and the next minute, no husband, no children. Changes her name to bitterness. And in those days, when your husband dies, or you're, you're on the streets, and we have stories like that. Some people here, please can you give me something soft. I'm trying to round up now. Uh-huh. And we have people like that. You tell stories of how your father was the richest person. He had so much money. He used to work with CBN. He used to work with NNPC. He used to roll with Abacha. And then one day everything went down. You are Naomi. One minute you had everything. The next minute you are in public school. Are you Solomon? The wisest man in the world, but struggling with woman problems. We know that when Solomon eventually married women he was not supposed to marry. And ended up having over a thousand women in his house. I don't even know how my guy dealt with that. So here you are. You are wise. People come to you for wisdom. 
when you post on Instagram, don't leave me, sir. Wisdom, give me more. Yet, you are struggling with masturbation. You are struggling with pornography. You are struggling with humanizing. And you come to church, now you sing, pass. Your soul is hurting. You are Solomon. Are you Noah? Searching for resources to build something that you know nothing about. To save people from what they don't want to be saved from. With the something that you know nothing about. How we watch all those Mount Zion movies. That God will call somebody and say, leave your job. Leave America. Go into the wilderness. Two years, nothing. Three years, nothing. But God, you said. Five years, nothing. But God, you said. Seven years, nothing. But God, you said. Eight years, nothing. But God, you said. All company job will come. God will say, no, don't take it. Fine boy will come. God will say, no, not him. Two visas want to go to Canada, want to go to Amrics. God will say, no, that's not it. You are Noah. Building something you know nothing about, but will change the world. Are you Esther? Feeling the pressure of, without me, my family will perish. I haven't been paid for three months. My, my family depends on my salary. I haven't had a job in six months. My family depends on me. Me that does not have a job for six months. Because I'm the first child in my house. Because I'm the one that is a believer. Because I'm the one that says, let's have faith. God can do it. You are Esther. Are you Adam and Eve? You seem to have a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. They gave you interview with Dangote. You got there. You said rubbish. And they said, get out of my office. Get out of Eden. And you're like, Kai, when next? Your soul is drained. You are feeling exposed, naked, alone. Adam and Eve. Are you Paul? Facing new attacks and battles. Serpents today, vipers tomorrow. Prison the next day. MD query tomorrow. Manager's confrontation the next day. Employees, colleagues, backbites in the day after. Giving you duties and schedules that are not supposed to be yours. Telling you to come in on Saturday when you told them you are coming for rehearsal. Doing the best you can, but your boss is still antagonizing you. And God sends you to that office and he has not told you to go. You are Paul. Your soul is being weary. Are you Mary? Jet jelly on your own, no. Jet jelly on your own. Following God, being a virgin following God, doing the right thing, you know, seeking God, going to church when you're supposed to, sleeping when you're supposed to, eating the right thing when you're supposed to, and then they tell you, you have one sickness, something, something in your body. I'll tell you, you're pregnant by Holy Ghost. What is that? Your soul. It wasn't funny, oh. It's us that we know Jesus. Mary did not know Jesus. She didn't know him. She didn't know. She didn't know. It's us that we know. Oh, Savior. Oh my God, Mary, you're so privileged. She didn't feel privileged. It was Yahweh don't gasp. Two seconds. In fact, half second everywhere don't bust. This is a problem. Mary, are you Elijah? Dealing with the troubles of success. Dealing with the trouble of success. Now your DM is full with requests. Ma, my family is sick. Ma, I have no job for three months. Ma, I'm into soap making. Can you help me? Dealing with the pressure of success. Find girls all over you. You don't know who to choose anymore. 
pressure of success. You are a great speaker. So they will now introduce you. Orator of all times. Uh, this one, this one, this one. Now you know you are not prepared. God help me if I form my hand. Pressure of success. Elijah. Three Hebrew boys dealing with the pressure of serving God in a fallen kingdom. How do we do this thing? We are kings, influencers, but the world is influencing me so much. How do I do it? Your soul is weary. Are you Jesus? Killed for no reason. Killed for no reason. Harassed for no reason. Persecuted for no reason. Like Nigerian police, the old Nigeria. For no reason. For no reason. Like I'm trying to help you. That friend that you're trying to help, she says, Bad Beleda is doing you. That married lady that you're trying to help, she says, Because you're not married, you don't understand. Trying to give somebody counsel about their business. They say, How many businesses have you started? Killed for no reason. Isaiah 53, verse 3. Isaiah 53, verse 3. Jesus, about him, he was despised and rejected by mankind. A man of suffering, familiar with pain, like one from people who hide their faces. He was despised and he was held in low esteem. Is your Jesus we are talking about? The Jesus that will be lifted up high. The Bible says he was a man of suffering. He was familiar with pain. People did not rate him. That's the meaning of low self-esteem. They didn't rate him. Who are you? Uh -huh. Because you will find you. We are fine, sure. Jesus was familiar with pain. He was familiar with sorrow and death. John 11, 33 to 35. Jesus saw Mary weeping and all those that came to mourn Lazarus weeping with her. And Jesus wept. That weeping is not a prophetic heavenly weeping. He was moved. That's it, the people I came to die for. The people that are supposed to have eternal life. Experiencing the pain of death. Experiencing the pain of losing a job. We're not supposed to be losing job, oh. We're just supposed to be walking, enjoying our walk, making money as we go. People, we're not supposed to be experiencing all those things. Jesus was moved. Jesus was moved to agony when he wept in Gethsemane. And he said, Father, if, you, if, if it was up to me, I don't jump and pass. Lord, if it was up to me, I not do again. Lord, if it was up to me, I'm tired. I was listening to Peter speak yesterday. We know most of us know Peter sings. And he said one day he was in front of the bridge, Lekki Bridge, and he just wanted to jump over. And he got a phone call. The woman there called him, he did not know what was going on. He just started crying on the phone. Sometimes you might feel tired. But remember what we read in 1 Peter, God will not fail. He won't fail. He's going to send you a word. He's going to send you a person. Listen to him and wait for him. He might tarry. He might tarry. We always, we always remember that Jesus sweat blood in that scripture. But we forget it was Pastor Damien that reminded me two nights ago as we were praying. That an angel came and strengthened him. I totally forgotten about that part. I don't remember it. All I know is that Jesus sweat blood. But the Bible says in the midst of the sweating of the blood, an angel came and strengthened him. Let me end with this. Yesterday I was teaching the Master Life class. And someone asked a question. Sometimes I feel I shouldn't bother God with my problems. And I said, listen, God is the many-breasted one. Logically speaking, money-breasted means he can multitask. He's not like you that can't hold phone and cook and listen to your wife at the same time. He can multitask. And the way I put it was, he has enough breasts to, take out, to cater to all our problems. 
and I gave the analogy of a breastfeeding mother. When a child is born, there's a certain type of milk that comes out from the baby's womb to feed the baby at that time. You can't feed the baby pap at that time. As the baby grows, when the baby wants to eat breakfast, the breast milk is designed as breakfast. When it's time for lunch, the breast milk is designed as lunch, as in the composure is changed, the composition is changed to make it lunch. And when it is time for dinner, it changes again to fit what the child needs to, for dinner. So God knows what you need, when you need it, how you need it. Pastor Dami brought this to my attention many years ago. The story of Jairus and his daughter. When Jairus' daughter was born, that was the beginning of the woman with the issue of blood problem. Her problem had been lasting for 12 years. We've read that story, right? And Jairus' daughter was 12 years old. So that means that when Jairus' daughter was born, somebody else was experiencing a problem. But here's the flip side of it. When the woman was healed in the 12th year, in that same 12th year, the daughter of Jairus died. Quote and unquote, she died in that moment. So don't be envious. When somebody is testifying, it doesn't mean something else is not happening. And it doesn't mean that God will not meet you. So the woman with the issue of blood interrupted Jesus as he was going to the house of Jairus. Jesus was going to the house of Jairus. And the woman with the issue of blood stopped him and said, heal me. And Jesus stopped. And Jairus is like, but God, you said you were coming. God, you said you were going to give me a job in 2019. God, you said you were going to give me a husband in 2015. God, you said you were going to give me a promotion. And now you are doing it for Robinson. You are doing it for Busayo. You are doing it for Bode. God, but you said in 2015. And God says to Jairus, don't worry, your daughter is just sleeping. Don't worry, your job is just chilling for you. Don't worry, your husband is waiting for you and making him and preparing him. Don't worry, the king's family is ready for you now. Now you have a place that you can call home. Don't worry. And the woman gets her testimony and Jairus' daughter gets her testimony and everybody is happy. God is not just interested in your spirit. He's interested in your soul. Wherever you are, he's here for you and he's ready for you. Open up your heart today and let him meet you where you are. In Jesus' name. Amen. The generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.